Hello and welcome to the Three Amigos FBL podcast ahead of Game Week 22. I'm your host Don and I'm joined as always by my amigo Mars and my amiga Kylie. Welcome to the show folks. Kylie, tell us how was your Christmas and uh, of course we haven't we haven't had a podcast in a couple of weeks so tell us how your FBL charges have been getting on in the meantime. Um, well, my Christmas was great. It was very hectic. I had my mum, who is also a big uh, fantasy football fan, uh, and my yeah, and my my sister over um, for the Christmas break. So it was quite hectic around here, and would have been very difficult to record podcasts during that period. Um, but I did enjoy the break and lots of football. Um, in terms of how I actually performed. I had a really weird up and down Christmas. Um, well recorded on Twitter, I think. My bench sagas were, it actually got to the point of a joke. It was like six weeks on the bounce where I'd I'd had sensible reasons for, for making certain decisions with my defenders. I have quite strong defenders. Um, but no matter what I did, I benched points the most famous of which being the 17-pointer from uh, Dina and Juan Bissak. I got, got eight points that week as well, I think. Um, but I, it's like between Doherty, Alonso, all of them, I benched so many points that I was just sobbing. Um, there were highs. I, I brought in Rashford quite early and uh, Pogba, and so they kind of helped save my bacon a bit. Um and so it, I, I was quite average, uh, with a couple of reasonably decent weeks all up. Nice one. Um, yeah, and it was it was fairly fairly decent for me. Um, I'm kind of bopping around. I know Mars is going to lament the fact that Green Arrows hasn't meant much of a jump in in the rank, but it's it's similar in the lofty heights that I'm at. Is um is that it's you kind of don't you move in between kind of fifteen. 35 and I'm kind of bouncing backwards and forwards quite a bit regardless of whether they're kind of slight red arrows or green arrows it's kind of hard to move up and hard hard guess to to move down which is a good thing obviously but um yeah for it's, it's all been about the reds of course over the Christmas for me it's kind of my my FPL team has definitely taken a back seat but uh Marzi baby and um, tell us about your crimbo and uh tell us about how your um your Mars is uh Marzi superstars are getting on Happy New Year, everybody! Yeah, Crimbo was brilliant. Um, uh, the fa- the fam was over. Uh, the Oracle, as he- as he's now called on Twitter, Legend. the old man was over. Watched lots of football with him, which was brilliant. <laughs> and s- s- obviously seeing uh, Liverpool win mo- all the games that we watched together, which which was always good fun. Um, yeah, getting more wisdom out of him. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was good. It was really good. nice and uh, relaxing. I just picture him just saying um, the one thing over and over again, going, two nil up, boys. Don't forget, two nil up, boys. <laughs> just one piece of I wisdom is all that's needed, I think. I told him about it. I said to him, you're famous on Twitter. He goes, what? <laughs> he goes, yeah, to, to tell them not to get lazy. Try to explain to him. He's like, what? what? Why are you celebrating Pogba's goal? Why are you celebrating Pogba's goal that he's in my team? What does that mean? I was like, okay, yeah, don't 
Don't worry. <laughs> oh, it, was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was good fun. Uh, so, yeah, yes. Uh, FPL-wise, actually, it's been a good good period uh, for Green Arrows in the last four weeks. Uh, but really slow movement. And I think that's just... It's, it's, it's really my team. I'm, I'm doing well, but I'm not breaking records. You know, so yeah. like uh, 60, uh, 70... Uh, you know, doing all right. So, uh, I, I just can't get the captain right. Whoever I choose, there's always somebody in my team that is scoring higher. So I go Boomerang, uh, Kane gets higher. I go Salah, uh, you know, which, whichever one. So I'm, it's fine. I'm happy with having big players in my team. I don't believe in this. You only have a big player if you're going to captain him. Otherwise, why are you wasting the money? No, well, I would like the points. Thanks. Whether it's half or double. Um, mm. So yeah, of course, uh, a lot of it though, Mersey, is I think a lot of it is down to the a lot of high, very high ownership players. So when when like I think the scores, I'm well as far as I can see, it, they're fairly consistent. Like the 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 big players are kind of um, we we all own a lot of them, and a lot of them had decent Christmases. Mm-hmm. So the the differential each week has pretty much just been: did you nail your captain pick right, and did you put in the right differential defender? Into your into your lineup as Kylie's mentioned. Or, or, or did you pick up Bogba and Rashford early enough? Yeah, because they, they were differentials. Yeah, they were differentials. Or Son, but that's the thing. I had Son, I had Pogba, um, so so I was happy with that, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's fine. I mean, I'm I'm happy. I'm moving up, so going in the right direction. Just a bit slow, but normally I pick up now and hopefully in January and. Maybe just because more people drop off <laughs> and get bored, and then obviously the double game weeks is where I normally push on. So I've yeah. got a plan, as I always yeah. say. And yeah, uh, sure, we'll move we'll move on to it because no doubt we will be discussing, of course, the the double game weeks and um, and our plan. Now for the standings update for the three amigos classic league, uh, Paul Jones at Sky Player in FBL is still top currently 677 in the world. So fair play to you, Paul. Um, following him in second place is Paulus Madis, um, and that's Paul Gunnar Hangeland. So that sounds like a good Norwegian name. Um, so um, he's in second place with 1,364 points. It's not far behind. And in third place then is Victor Moses Lon, which is uh, one of my favourite team names. Joe Stone's team on 1,349 points. So well done to all of those. We'll, uh, we'll most post at you during the week. We'll post our top 10 table um, on Twitter. So keep an eye out for that at Three Amigos FPL. Um, listen, special as you mentioned to the top manager of the month for December – um, Yingi V uh, Grostad scored an impressive 431 points in December with Salah, Kane and Hazard bringing in nice totals for him so um, all of our amigos in our, in our league keep those wagons rolling um, next up on our podcast we of course have our Mars's rant of the week so each pod we hand the mic to Marzi to get rid of any have a build up of excess fantasy angst and so Marzi take it away and I'm expecting to hope, hoping to hear some words of wisdom from, from the article in this one yeah, well, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. I want to I wanna, I wanna, I wanna bust the stats. If you mm. want the future, don't forget the past. If you want to pick a player, better make it fast. Now, don't go wasting your precious time. Get your act together and you could be just fine. If you want to be a good manager, you got to mix stats and eye tests together. That's the way it is. If you want to make God or, good or are forever, you have got to give. Taking is too easy, but that's the way it is. Um. <laughs> Backstreet Boys. Is, Backstreet Boys are just a constant inspiration for this my is, This is Spice Girls. Spice Girls. That's oh Spice Girls. Oh my god, Don. Showing your age there. 
This was my jam when I was like Seriously, 11 man. or something. You should be embarrassed. How do you not know your Spice Girls from your Backstreet Boys? Yeah. yeah. And you call yourself my friend. I'm mortal. Mortal. <laughs> it's so, so, so bad. Over the Christmas period, I, uh, you know, I enjoyed the interaction. And I, and I love the interaction on Twitter. I was in and out. But you know what? I don't, I don't mind a good discussion. And, I, and people think, or some people think, that I'm a stats hater. I'm not. I love stats when it's used right and in context. Excuse um, me? Yeah. I'm just Hello. interrupting that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, Magical. I do. I do. I yeah. do. I don't. You know, but you got to mix it with with the eye test and everything. Uh, what I hate is when people just try and shove stats down your throat, and that's the way. That's the only way, and it's the only thing that you can do, and it's the only way that you can use. No, it's not, and it's been proven. And, and I had, you know, I, I just loved it. So if somebody was telling me, "Oh, this this coming back from two 0 is bullshit," and then two games in a row it happened, right? And I just loved <laughs> it. I, I just loved it for me. Oh. Oh, the stats say City are going to keep clean sheets. Now, eight, eight games later, I'm still waiting for that City clean sheet. You know, here's the thing. Stats can tell you City's going to keep a clean sheet. But my, m- me watching City can tell you that they can't defend. So I'm, I'm, I'm not selling you to, to, get a, to not get a City defender. I'm not getting a City defender unless it's Mendy because of his attacking returns. I was on Edison and I saw him because of what I saw. Now, it's up to you. You, you use your stats, no problem. But don't. Tell me that I'm wrong because I was being not just me. Others were talking. Oh, you're wrong. Oh, if you want to do it the wrong way, that's fine. I'm like, there's no wrong or right. Everybody has their own approach. But it is true. I mean, yeah, there are there are people have different stances on on what way they like to uh, to play the game. But the reality is a balance of of both um, is is going to get you where you need to go and to be honest like the eye test is vital i yeah, love that just... but the eye test is vital and it's the fun oh. part of it too watching football it is yeah at the end of the day it is it but is. I, I like I, one thing i do as as a quick wrap up on it is when i look at you know when people are trying to weigh up two players and they maybe look at a stat like chances created and they say Say, for instance, Pogba versus, uh, I don't know, who else? I uh, don't know, Son, Son isn't a good example. But say Martial. And uh, Pogba has like more chances created, I believe, or more shots on target than than almost any other midfielder in the game this year. Um, because he's attacking so much and he's shooting so much. But um, it's like, you know, people basing their transfer only on that chances created thing as opposed to, well, I watched a good few matches at a weekend or I watched them all the matches of the day and this player really impressed me but that chances created thing is really making me sway towards player Y and it's you know it, it is something to bear in mind but I would always prefer if I'm going I can see I could see Shakiri was really really instrumental for Liverpool despite the fact that his stats weren't doing much for him and I brought him in and he did very very well for me for a good number of game weeks but yeah. it's just the eye test is yeah. critical, and, and that is what, absolutely. You know. And another thing is sometimes your hunch. For example, as soon as Solskjaer took over, and I watched the first game under under um, uh, for, for United, I thought, right, I need to to at least get one player. And there was a lot of discussions. And for me, I was right. I'm going Pogba. I just had a feeling that he had a point to prove, and he was going to be vital in the team. A lot of people were saying, oh no, no, you know, Lingard is more attacking, Martial is more attacking, this that. I just I thought, right, no, I'm going Pogba. It was just a hunch and based on just me knowing the player's good and knowing that he has to deliver. And you know what? It was one of the best decisions that I made. It's similar with Son. 
people are like, no, Son is going to be rotated, or Son is going to the Asian Cup, or Son is this, Son is that. I just love the way he plays. And again, it's what again a really good decision that for me that I made made, made them based on eye test, hunch, uh, and and also just you know in, enjoying the game uh, rather than yeah. just sometimes reading a, a bit of stats. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's just just quickly on the stats. There's another point as well. It kind of goes to what you were saying there, Don. Um, it's also the fact that a lot of people will quote stats out of context. So, you know, you'll have someone who's talking about um, so and so's had this many shots. You know, there's some players who take a lot of shots, right? But that doesn't mean they're very good shots, or it doesn't mean that they're in the box or that they're on target or anything. And so. Looking at one statistic in isolation doesn't really give you a big picture view. I mean, if you're looking at a number of, of really good metrics that are kind of going to give you a sense of the overall play, um, or more importantly, if you're watching the match and then combining it with certain statistics, then exactly. that's one thing. But, you know, a lot of people will quote just kind of one specific thing, and that really doesn't tell you very much out of context Ex- at all. Exactly. In context is the key word there. Absolutely spot on, Kylie. I think I think they're just trying to. I think some people are a bit nervous to sound like they're just amateur hour if they say, "Oh, he looks really good." There's nothing wrong with saying somebody looks really good. Yeah. Um, because that's that is and and the eye test is a more general way. Your eye does pick up all the things it's seen around. It's picking up the general flow of the game. It's picking up the context. It's picking up a load of different stuff that stats. When they're used fine, when they're used right, are fine, but they give a very narrow view of a player. And so, um, yeah, the, well, I think we'll, the amigos will have to change our logo to basically beating the drum of uh, you have to do it in context. And I have to say it in a Mars voice too, but uh, you have to look at stats in context. That, but, uh, that was as that's... good as my Irish, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about the time we did the Australian one? That was that was weird. Yeah. Uh, I know, I know, I know. I actually saw, I saw, um, I saw the girl from what's what's the name of the ad, Kylie, that I was on about before. The, oh, um, at Travago. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, oh, quick, 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 quick. Yes, yes. yes. Let's move on. Let's move on. I'm just going to go have a cold shower. Carly starts talking about Giroud, and then I start talking about friends, and then let's let's move on to the big topic of the week. So um, for me, the topic this week is the Man City and Liverpool attackers. Um, our table topping manager, actually Paul Jones, I noticed has currently no Liverpool or City attacking players in his team, and he's not alone in that. Managers are seemingly doing very, very well without attacking players from the two most attacking teams. Kylie, is um, is this a sustainable model for success or not? Um, what what do you reckon on this one? Okay, so what I would say is that, you know, in theory, you can have success without them. It's certainly been done before. I mean, um, was it, it wasn't last season, was it the season before when the person who won, uh, who came first in fantasy yeah, football, Ben Crabtree. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's, a, he's an um, fan, yeah. Yeah, so it can be done. And because there are so many different options, um, and particularly performing options who are outside of those two teams, you know, it, it is absolutely viable. What I would say is at the same time, these are the two top teams and they're both still very much in with a chance of winning. There's four points there. Liverpool are going to want to 
maintain that gap or increase it. And Man City are certainly going to want to close that gap. So I think that there's an inherent risk there in overlooking them overall. A lot of teams, myself included, don't have attack from either of them for certain different reasons. City went through a little bit of a slump. Liverpool have been expensive. Um, Obviously, Firmino is now in some form. Mane has been off the boil and Salah's really expensive. So, you know, there's various reasons why people haven't had them in their teams. What I would say is, for me, I would be looking to rectify the situation. Um, The issue is, with so many big hitters out there who have been successful, it's really a case of determining who would go. Yeah, Yeah. I I, kind of agree. Uh, uh, Andy, I I think if... So I've looked at the team of the of our table topper, which is a great OR, by the way, and well done, and keep going. You, you know, we're backing you. He did have Salah from week game week five to fifteen, so he did have Salah for ten weeks, and then he obviously decided to to move him out. Or um, yeah, it was fifteen. Um, sorry, twenty twenty. So fifteen game weeks, right? And he also had Sterling uh, from fourteen to uh, twenty one when he moved moved him to Pogba. So what, what I'm trying to say is, um, I was surprised when I first saw it. So when we saw when I saw this question from you, Don, I, I looked at it because for me, uh, at the moment I'm cityless and I took Sane out for Son a while back, and every game week I'm I'm absolutely I'm sweating sweating watching City. I'm scared. It's worked for me because people like Snodgrass and Son and Pogba that I've brought in have delivered, but I can't and but, and I never had Sterling and maybe that's why I'm 400 rather than 40,000. Right, so I, I always had Mendy, I had Aguero, but I never had the Sterling or the Sane. I had Sane at some stage, so I think I think it's a balance, and and I think it's about, you know, the good managers probably like uh, like our table topper here is they they kind of jump on the right players at the right time, and sometimes you get lucky, right? And then you also need to make a big decision. It's about the balance of your team. If you look at their team, they actually have quite really strong defense. So Alonso, Robinson, Van Dijk, uh, and Dinier. Um Hazard, Son, Pogba in the middle, and Kane as the main striker with Ratchford, right? So it's 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 a balanced team. They do have, they still have premium players, you know, the Kane, the Hazard. They obviously had Salah and Sterling before. I think it's really is a mix. Um, at the moment, I don't have City, City. I've got Salah, but I don't have a City attacker. And in two game week times, when I get rid of Son, uh, I'll be bringing Sana in because I, I don't think it's personally. I don't think it's sustainable to go. Without the best. Now, I'm not surprised people are doubling up on Liverpool's defence because Liverpool have been actually really tight at the back. And maybe you could have your case surviving without Salah. He hasn't really hit the heights of last season. He's more consistent rather than double-digit holes all the time. So maybe it was okay, especially if you have a uh, double defence, which makes up for the points. Um, But I don't think it's sustainable to go with that. The best two, three teams, you know, you've got, uh, I'll add Spurs in there uh, attacking-wise because they do score a lot of goals. Mm, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I, that's my plan move as well as bringing in Sane. Sane for value over Sterling. Um, Are Sterling you guys will, not will concerned? Are you guys not concerned about the the news regarding Mendy? Yeah, yeah but the that's, time that's, that you're that's in three four weeks time. Three four right. weeks time. For well, me, two three they, weeks got, apparently. Yeah, but I mean, listen, they've got good fixtures, so yeah, I can do that. And then if if Mendy comes back and Sane starts 
Arrested, which you know, it's it's gonna happen. I, I will look at I will look at a different move and maybe you know uh, look at something different. But you know, people ask me, are you not worried about Son? He's he's going in in four game weeks. Will he care? Well, and look what happened. Uh, well, no, you, absolutely, yeah. I mean, if yeah. you're bringing Sane in like this week, for example, and you're going to get a couple of weeks out of it, then I think that makes sense. People who like myself didn't jump on Son. Um, because he was going to be going, missed out. So I don't think you have to make a long-term commitment there. But uh, yeah, but to be honest with you, like with, the, with, the city, with the city midfielders, like especially Sane, now it's a little bit harder to take when it's say Hazard or Sterling kind of money, um, or Salah kind of money because it's so much. But the likes of Sane, I'll, I'll accept if I'm owning him and he's rotated every so often, mm. um, because it's the old age-old thing where. These guys can come on for twenty minutes and they'll still score. <laughs> they, you know, um, and and everyone that they're all going to get rotated at some point. So I'm, but in terms of Man City cover, um, Aguero is, um, it, it's between bringing in Aguero for Aubameyang down the line. But it's easier if I leave Aubameyang and have um, the likes of Rashford and Jimenez up front. It's easier to bring in a Man City midfielder in my squad the way my squad is made up at the moment. So that is what my plan move is would yeah. be Sane in for Martial because I also, they brought in Rashford. Yeah, I also think um, I think Sane has been sensational for them, um, and he's been used in if, if, he's been used in the big games as well. So in the league games, Pep knows he can't afford. He needs to play his strongest team in the league. Uh, so if you look at the game, so, so I mean, obviously they've got a game tomorrow, but on the weekend, Sane didn't play. He came on, um, and I think I think he's uh, I think he's been great. And you know, his finish against Liverpool was was fantastic, and the run. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, like Don said, I think with City, we always said it. There's which whichever player you pick. Now that Jesus is fit again, if you pick him, pick him, Aguero could come in. Uh, you know, sorry, if you pick Aguero, Jesus could come in. There's still Mares. KDB, Silva, there's lots of players. I'd rather have one player and have a bench player that I know can step in rather than not have any players. And if I notice that Sane's minutes completely are going or he's more he used just in the cup. He just becomes a sub. And yeah, yeah, yeah sub used, like. using the cup. Well, that's, the I think, league. the fear that people have. Now, given how he's been playing, there's absolutely no guarantee that, um, you know, Pep's approach earlier in the season is, is what he'll go to again. The The concern over Mane was uh, Sane was the fact that um, you know when Mendy was playing Mendy was the priority and he didn't need to play the two of them so Sane really wasn't getting the minutes to make him viable obviously once he started playing regularly then he was playing pretty much every game and he was far less prone to rotation than Sterling for a lot less so that made him really attractive I guess none of us will know the answer to that question uh, until Mendy is back fit, and we see what the ramifications see how are. Yeah, and and the other the other thing that you, you know potentially people who have Sane can do if they realise that Mendy's back in and playing every game. Well, Go you know Sonic when Mendy then. plays, what when Mendy plays, he counts as a midfielder for me anyway. So I could just down downgrade Sane and upgrade one of my defenders back to Mendy, which is what I had before, because Mendy is really for me a midfielder more than a defender. Like if you watch him mm. playing, he gives so much attacking returns. That's the reason I had him rather than the clean sheets. So for me, I think it's, uh, you know, San is a placeholder in a really good team, in an attacking team. He's getting called, I mean, I say placeholder, he's one of their best players right now. Um, and, and if I see any, dif- any um, if I'm worried about his time, I could always change around. And as Tom said, it's probably an easy entry into City, whereas I, I, yeah. I have to do a lot to get Sterling. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. trust KDB. 
Yeah, so well, KDB will be an option, I think, when he's when he is back and firing. But uh, yeah, let's let's see how that plays out. Um, folks, let's move on to our Bonk Marion Stalk um part of the show. Um, so uh, in this segment, of course, we look at the top performers, some of the top performers from the previous game week, who will inevitably be receiving, of course, thousands of new owners. Um, but are they Bonk, Marry, or Stalk candidates for our amigos? So Maris, um, come to you first on the goalkeepers. And it's a uh, it's a regular name. It's a it's a name of uh, it's proper proper FBL legend, I guess. Dave saves. Um, Dave De Gea has he's been in for a lot of criticism this season from FBL managers. Um, with he he's not looking at all like the goalkeeper he has been in the past. So he's priced at 0.01 more than Ederson or Kepa, and he's cheaper than Allison at this point. Is it time to reassess the new look United keeper? Listen, Dave. Dave is a legend of the game in in FBL, um, and obviously having a keeper for uh, in a, a, a top six team, United is always great. And if you look at their fixtures after Spurs, they've got Brighton and Burnley at home. You expect you you you'd expect two clean sheets there. Then they've got Leicester and Fulham away, and then it's Liverpool at home. So anything can happen in that game. Um, I think. To me, it will be a stalk anyway. To me, the keeper position is one of those that you really don't, should not waste a transfer on. I would only change my, my keeper if I have nothing else to do or if I'm on a wild card. Otherwise, if the keeper is the only problem you have in your team, then you have a bloody good team. That, that's, that's my honest opinion about it. I've had Patricio for a while. And I've, actually, it was kind of like a blessing in disguise. I wanted to change him. To Fabianski, but I never had. I always had other issues, and I'm glad I didn't because I actually think over, overall they've probably been similar. Or even Patricia got a, a clean sheet where Fabianski has been letting goals in, right? Mm. So the, he's not having the same form. My point is, um, he's a stalk if you have an issue in the keeper department. Because let's put it this way: if you are spent that much money, if you've got Allison, uh, there's absolutely no need for you to move anything unless you want to move to you know to free a Liverpool uh, slot, then yes, it's a, it's a good move. Um, obviously, Edison is not... City, we just talked about them. They're not keeping as many clean sheets, so you could make that move if there's nothing else on. They do have good fixtures. Uh, they've changed. I still don't rate their defence. Yes, you only have to beat what's in front of you, uh, but they they conceded to Huddersfield. No disrespect, but still. So for me, I, I, it's not a move. It's not a must move unless you have other plans for your team. Um, otherwise, just just hold stock, see see what happens. Because outside of the Premier League, they have some really tough fixtures that it could take the toll on the team, and mm. you don't know how they're going to manage it. You know, they've got uh, Paris Saint Germain, they've got Arsenal in the cup, uh, you've got Liverpool City coming, Spurs coming. So in between those games, there's some really tough games and some easy games. Yeah. So it's, it's no good answer, Mersey, because um, yeah, no, uh, as much as United might look similar to the old United in terms of attack, they don't look like that in defence yet. So um, let's uh, let's wait and see and uh, stalk them for now. Uh, Kylie, another another big name is um, Alonso. I wanted to talk about him in terms of the defenders. He uh, he didn't provide any attacking returns since game week eleven. Um, a lot of managers have moved off into budget options such as Pereira of Leicester or Doherty from Wolves or alternatively to uh, Chelsea or Liverpool defenders who are as likely to provide clean sheets, points at a lower price tag. 
even his owners were likely lining him up as a sell. However, a clean sheet and two bonus points in game week 21 had the usual know-it-alls proclaiming as idiots those who had sold the sixth highest point score in the game. Is he the ultimate marry ca- um, candidate, Kylie? By the way, I um, I know I know I have this fantastic you know way of describing the ultimate marry candidate. You know, it's basically where you just write out the bad times when he spends all of his paycheck in the pub, doesn't show up to the kids' school plays, and flirts with your friends. But he's great crack on a night out and looks fantastic in a pair of speedos. So, um, what do you think on that one, Kylie? <laughs> oh, he lost me at speedos. Uh, <laughs> um, thank God you were talking about you know who. Um, yeah, okay, Alonso, he, he's so topical this season um, for this reason because he is a really tricky one. Chelsea, they, he's got 10 clean sheets. So, you know, they are, even though recently they have been conceding goals, not many admittedly, but just enough to lose a clean sheet, which has been the case for most premium uh, defenders of late, with the exception of Liverpool. Um, but they've got 10 clean sheets. So they're definitely reliable in that regard. And earlier in the season, certainly he was getting a lot of bonus points um, when they were were keeping clean sheets. He hasn't had a goal since game week two, which was his only goal this season. And he's seven assists. The vast majority of those came in the first few game weeks. A lot of the reason why we are spending so much money on Alonso is because of his attacking returns. Absolutely. Now, particularly when there are Chelsea have a really consistent um, team sheet in terms of their defense. You know, we know who's going to play each week. So you can definitely go cheaper if you still want those clean sheets. It's a really tough one because I'd say objectively he's, He's a Mari because he is reliable in a lot of ways and, you know, he can get those clean sheets and there's still the, the promise of um, some attacking returns at some point. However, you just can't get away from the fact that he's expensive. His price is dropping. It's dropped quite um, quite a bit over the last few weeks. Um, and, you know, in my case personally, owning him has actually been detrimental to my team because, and and this ties in with those bench points that I mentioned earlier, I've had considerable points uh, from my sort of semi-budget defenders, your Digne, uh, Juan Bissaka, obviously, um, and Doherty, which have been sitting on my def- on on my bench because I felt obligated to play Alonso. I also have Robertson, so trying to choose one of the other three to play, I've been getting it wrong every week. Now, in my case, I feel like if I sold Alonso and just brought him down to a bargain basement third on the bench option, that's like two. million or something that I could be using to fund my midfield in particular, which is what I would be looking at. And I would still have Robertson and a variety of other defenders to choose from. Granted, I can still get it wrong. I'm sure I would have a one-pointer playing every now and again, but then I'd also have times when I got it right. So it's perhaps a riskier move to, to do, um, but if, in my case, you're happy to take those funds and recognize that with some of the cheaper options, you're also going to get those one-pointers as well as the uh, potential goals or assists, 
then mm. I think that there's definitely a case for it. But as I said, it, this is really, a, I think with Alonso, it totally depends on what you're looking for from a defender and mm. what you what you're valuing most. No. Yeah, I know, because I know that I think part of the thing with Alonso and the, the that, that I mentioned no rolls because it's like, going, yeah, what are you thinking about selling the sixth most, yeah. you know, highest on? But the same people then will point to, um, I don't know who, they, there's other players who've gone on streaks. Doherty, for instance, is another player who's basically, he, he amassed a lot of his points earlier in the season. But the thing with Alonso is, what you're not, what people don't consider or aren't pointing out is you could have gotten the vast majority of the same amount of points as, uh, as Alonso has gotten. You could have gotten from David Luiz, you yeah. know, in, in the same period. So it's, it's, you are paying a massive premium. And that's why, even if he is up towards the top of the, of the points chart, you're paying for those points. You know what I mean? It's not and, like and, you're getting. And burned. more lately. More lately, Luis scored in a, where where they had a yeah, clean as well and, and as and yeah. assisted. So listen, so I had Alonso and I dumped him and uh, as part of a plan to get Pogba in. So I never I didn't look back because Pogba scored double digits since. It's scary because he's one of those actually. If you look at his stats and the heat maps, the guy's playing. I said it before. I think he's the he's the Morata. Uh, he's playing in Morata's position. Uh, he's always up. He's always in the attack. Uh, is it unlucky? Is he lashing? At the, I, I don't know. But they just, yes, he got, in the last two games, he got two clean sheets. But that's been it since. until And then you have to go back all the way to the beginning. So as he's, just a shit, he's just a shit Alberto Moreno, yeah, basically. Uh, oh, that's what they should start chanting for. A shit imagine. Alberto Moreno. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, come here, let's, let's move on. Because I want to, I wanna, we want to, we have a ton of listener questions. So we have to, we have to push on, right? But what, um, I'm going to come to you, Mars, and I have, I have one of your favorites coming up for you in a minute. But first of all, Kylie um, Erickson. Um, he said one blank in the last five game weeks has been in fantastic form. Is he an ideal move for those looking to sell Kane, perhaps to fit in Kuhn or to upgrade in midfield? So um, what's your thinking on Ericsson? Is he a bonk, Mario Stock? Um, he'd be a bonk for me. Um, yeah, Ericsson, I don't know about Ericsson as an alternative to Kane. That's being honest. He is definitely in form at the moment. He's scored all four of his goals in the last few weeks. Um, now, I know that he hasn't been playing every match this season, but he's still played most of them. And while his uh, earlier suspect form also coincided with similarly suspect form from Tottenham, I, I just don't think that it I'm just not convinced that he's marriage material because in those midfielder slots in that price range, a lot of us have been moving around. You know, Pogba becomes possible. We've got Sane, Hazard, Salah. There's so many different alternatives and it's hard to commit to him. I like Kane despite the frustrations that inevitably come with him because he is a captaincy candidate. And to be fair to him, he has been an incredibly consistent performer over the last number of weeks. So there is a reliability factor there for captaincy. If I don't have other viable options, I'm not going to captain Ericsson. Now, if you're just bringing Ericsson in as a differential and someone you want to add into your team, then I think he's a really great option. 
But for me, I'm just not convinced um, that he's an alternative. Great stuff. Thanks, Kelly. Um, yeah, the Spurs fixtures look terrific, so I think we, we do probably need, or not need, but you will probably want to have some good attacking um, options, and some people have been relying on Son, so uh, so they're definitely going to be looking at the alternatives in the in the Spurs midfield, or alternatively reshaping a bit to get to make sure they have Kane. Um, Marzi Baby, um, the top scorer in game week 21 with 15 points and a likely nail starter, and probably you know a future Sky Sports pundit because of his popularity among the FPL pop, uh, community, Troy Deeney. Is he a bonk, marry or stall kind of Yeah. I mean, honestly, the obvious question is, if you don't have him in your team, what are you doing? You might as well just give <laughs> up. Uh, the guy has scored an absolutely fantastic five goals in 21 games. Wait, yeah. let's be fair. He missed a few. <laughs> he, 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 missed, he missed three. I apologise. And two assists. Let's not forget those. You know, mm. um, look, to be yeah, honest, the, the, the way Bournemouth play, me and you could score because they just saw attacking. No, listen, yeah. no disrespect to Dini. You know he's never going to make my team. I uh, love how you yeah. say no disrespect before you absolutely <laughs> slap someone. You did it to Huddersfield <laughs> earlier. Let, let, let's be honest. They've got a couple of good fixtures, but then, yeah, don't go near him. Yeah, I was going to. I was, was going to mention it was. Um, to, it's a, we've received sad news from um, from in in the Premier League this week with the news that um, Okaka has left us. Oh, yeah, I'm lonely. That, yeah. Okaka transferred in. So Poor lonely. Mercy. Poor Mercy. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. You know so we're going to have to wait for his, to be, uh, to his be breakout fair, somebody, season. To come. Somebody on Twitter broke it to me two days ago. I can't remember who. So that the, <laughs> the, the shock was uh, kind of like absorbed already. If you say, you know, like you know, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're okay. Anyway, um, the committee, the real, the real talking point, of course, is Rashford. Um, he's he's been in great form. Looked brilliant under Solskjaer. Which the OGS, by the way, not to go off on a tangent, but please, please, people, stop calling them OGS. Do we have to do this with every every manager with a double barrel name? Ole, call him Ole, call him yeah. Yeah. OGS. No, uh, but uh, the um, what's what's your thinking on Rashford? Is, this, uh, is he a bonk marry or stalk? Quickly for me, Marzi. He, he's he's if you've got him, he's a marry. If you don't, he's a stalk. Listen, I've been banging on about Rashford for a while. If you remember last season, I got him into my wild card. Everything the guys yeah, got on, skills. On my advice, Mersey. Uh, uh, yeah, right. Um, the guys got. Uh, listen, I think if he continues to play the way he is with uh, Ole in charge, absolutely, he's a great. He is. Listen, people confuse premium by price. Premium is not about price. Premium is about having a, the main striker in a top sixteen, a team that scores a lot of goals. Rashford is the cheapest premium striker you can have. 7.2. And Absolutely. if uh, Wilson, Wilson goes here, to Chelsea, here. we could have uh, Wilson, Absolutely. Rashford, Ma- Rash- and, and yeah. a big guy. For, and, well, uh, I'm going with two up front, and my future plan is to, to try and bring Rashford in for Wilson. At the moment, Wilson is doing fine. He's doing a great job. So I don't need immediate transfer. But, I mean, congratulations to those who jumped on him early because he's like cheap. Me. and. Yeah, well done. He well saved done. the day. He's been great. Yep. Kylie, you may as well do a humble brag since Mars has been dropping them in the whole yeah. podcast. Oh, uh, um, yeah. No, I totally am. But I wasn't even the earliest, but I have had him a few weeks. And um, honestly, thank God for that because he, he genuinely did save my Christmas. But how refreshing is that? We have so many options. People were worried about a template. And yet you look at teams and you hardly see any teams that are similar. 
because you can't mm. have all the big players. You have to move around. Yeah. You have to move quickly. Sometimes it's on and off. It's brilliant. One one thing, thing the reason that I think some people though aren't moving up so much or down in the rankings. No, earlier on we were speaking about this. It's probably say they've had either Pogba or Rashford, or they've had you know Martial for his big games. It's kind of um they they there's been two or three players like Ericsson doing great and same and Son and Kane doing great in the same game. So no matter which one you're on, you're scoring points. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. uh, it's been a little bit like that. But um but yeah, hundred percent. I think it's we're. We can't have, there's no essentials because there is so many quality players. It's just a matter of picking which ones am I going to go for and which one has the most, the highest likelihood of uh, of getting the holes for me. But uh, folks, let's move on to the listener questions because as I mentioned earlier on, we have a ton. So um, we want to get through them as much as we can. Um, I'll start it off with Guy at FPL Planner was how do you win FPL? So um, the, the easy answer to that one is we'll let you know when we find out, Guy. <laughs> but uh, the uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a long process. Uh, first up, Marzi, I'll come to you first one on this. And uh, Leon from Fantasy Football Pundits was asking, if you could only own one premium striker for the medium or long term, who would it be and why? Thanks, Bay and Kiss. Oh, darling, don't stop flirting. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, for me, it has to be Kane at the moment. Uh, the main reason is he's absolutely nailed on. I can't see. You know, he got rested against Leicester once because they had Barcelona, but I see Kane is fit playing. He's, uh, you know, the main man. Yes, he's dropping a little bit, but actually he's assisting. In May. If it, I, I was talking to some, reading something on Twitter about, you know, Spurs fans, and they're saying, actually, if you watch the way he plays, he, he starts the attack and then he runs on. And actually that gives him an advantage because he's, he's not static. Defenders can't pick him up. He's running. Listen, Kane is, you know, he's what, the fourth season wonder right, right now? Um, people keep trying to bring him down but actually he just comes back fighting the guy has goals uh, Spurs have fixtures um, for me he's the main player and the other reason is if then he becomes not as streaky or gets injured or something you have so much money to downgrade anywhere you want so for me the main premium guy is Kane and he's the one that I'm keeping out of the two that I have Interestingly, I was left with the option this week of I made actually two free transfers and I took uh, minus four. So um, Kane and Aubameyang was um, was my choices. Which one of the four was to downgrade? Um, and I actually chose to get rid of Kane. But uh, that's yeah. yeah. But it but uh, it, it's it was such a it's a difficult decision. Mm-hmm. It really uh, is a difficult decision yeah. because Aubameyang is so consistent um, and he's just a little bit cheaper. Um, but but it's it's not a, it's not an easy decision at all. It's not it's not. It depends where you want to use the money and what plan you have, you know. So mm. yeah, I mean, I, I could regret selling Boomerang just before he plays West Ham, but for me, it's just Kane. Something about Kane. He's in that form at the moment, and yeah, he's so safe. He's he consistent. feels safe. Mm. Well, you know, we're not all in the thirties or twenties or forties, wherever you are. You know, some of us have to try and also in my mini league, he's he's very prominent. So I try to have some differentials, but you Same. know, if one player's hit hit it and you don't have them you just down and you know I need to I love, I love the up. fact I, th- I thought there for a minute you were talking about my age when you're on but the 20s or 30s there. so did I oh I fucking wish just like <laughs> 20s what Riley, Riley what the what the hell are you saying <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry it's just all your 
It's all your wisdom. Um, yeah, yeah, clearly was clearly <laughs> yeah, as of yeah. someone who has lived for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kylie, yeah, yeah. come to you on this one right now. It's a I'm giving you two questions in one here because they're I'm kind of tying them together. Uh, yeah, punishing. Yeah, Dave from Burnley was asking, are you planning for 31 onwards now, or I think it's too early? So let the blanks and doubles settle first. Um, personally, he's an early planner. And John Chapel at J Chapel. JW Chapel 17 was asking, if you're wildcarding now, what would your team look like and how would you approach the double game weeks? He had twitchy fingers and wildcarded. So I've lumped the two of them together because John is basically in a situation where he, since he's wildcarding, he does kind of need to plan now for probably the doubles or, or have something in his mind in terms of the doubles. Um, but um, what's, what's your thinking on the double game week? Are you looking at it yet or are you just going to wait and see um, and just kind of adapt as you go? Um, uh, while I am a planner, um, I'm not planning just yet. I think I need the dust to settle and there's still a fair amount of time uh, up my sleeves before we start looking at blanks. The first blank is 31, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so, you, you say that, you say that. There's a potential, potential, there's potential that it could be in 25. So I agree yes. with you. It's a bit too early. I've, I've started looking. Um, but I, I, I think rule number one, if you don't follow Ben Krellin, or I think that's yeah. what he says, you have to follow him because the guy puts so much work into it. And that's how you and know. But it's too exactly. early. We see, we don't know if there yes. will be any changes in 25. So yes, following, absolutely. following, definitely we get to this part of the season and I'm always following to, to keep tabs on what's going on. Um, so that I'm not ever caught unawares. But I think that one of the risks that um, you have if you start planning too early, and we've all seen it in the last couple of seasons in particular, um, is that you start bringing in players because they're going to be playing in this blank game week and you're isolating your decisions and potentially limiting you know, yourself to people that you won't necessarily want in your team for the interim. It's like you were saying about Sane, bringing Sane in. You might only have him for a couple of weeks if it turns out that, in fact, he doesn't play when Mendy comes back. But what points are you going to get in the interim? You know, so there's it, it kind of goes both ways. You need to balance being yeah. organised, um, but also not so organised that you kind of close your mind a little bit. Yeah, I think I think so. To, just to answer to 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 counter that, last season, if you if you recall, I, I kept talking about my famous plan, which annoyed uh, Dale and Don at the time, and I did start bringing in players for the blank game weeks and for the double game weeks, <clears throat> and it really helped me move from I don't know 200 to I finished 20k, for example. Yeah, so start looking. Um, it's good to to start having looked to understand what what you need to do, but I wouldn't make. I agree with you, Carly. I wouldn't be making any moves now, but I think in three four week time, four game week times, you need to start thinking and see. You know, have a strategy. There is no one right strategy. You need, but you need to decide when it's best to use the free hit, the your your wild card if you still have it, and how you're going to attack the blank game weeks because they're so close to each other that you have to have a plan. Otherwise, you're yeah. going to get caught short. Yeah, that's why the the wild card will be so critical, um, and the chip usage in that point. But um, mm. the John G. H. D. Grifters United was asking us. Um, it's a similar question to do with the the double game weeks and blank game weeks. But 
he's wondering if this is a season when squads are so big that you can't rely on double game weeks in the same way. Um, I, I, I don't know, you know, I thought about that. Sorry, who's the question for? No, no, well, well <laughs> I, I'll give it to you, but I was going to actually say, I think that it it, it probably, like, it's it, it depends on the team. I mean, you could be, mm. if you do a triple up, say, on Man City for a double game week, um, you could end up with just, you know, with two of them being rested, you know, or or whatever, because um, because in the doubles, when they're coming thick and fast, and normally there's a lot of other fixtures, there's other competitions going on, um, people, you know, they're just they're, they're, there is a likelihood of rotation. Um, but yeah. it's just something we're all going to be impacted by. <clears throat> yeah, there is, but you just need you need to be uh, clever is not the word, but you just need to be uh, astute to what the managers are doing and just watch watch from now on until the black game weeks. For example, if you pick Salah, Mane and, and Bobby or Salah, Mane and Van Dijk or Salah, Mane and Robertson, you know these three are going to play. At 90%, 95% chance, those three will play in every game for Liverpool. Uh, if fit, so I think yeah, I think sometimes we we talk so much about rotation over Christmas. Do you remember many, much rotation? No, actually, in fact, I only probably used needed my first sub. In fact, Carly was just saying earlier the fact that yeah, she rules the fact that she did. There was a lot of points exactly. on benches. Yeah, I wanted rotation, and I think sometimes we overthink it. Don't don't get me wrong. It's good to have a bench that plays, but I've always said don't spend too much money on the bench. Uh, now, John and I have talked a lot about this because I look at his bench and he's had 30, 40 points on the bench before. But that's his strategy and fair play. When it comes to the double game, week, now hopefully his bench boost will be that good. Now, when it comes to the double game week, I do still think the big players will play the majority. And also for the for you City players, look at their double game week. If they've got an easy game and a tough game or whatever, even if they play one game, they could still get a double home. So don't, don't overthink it. Strategy, yeah. The one and a bit strategy works. You know, if mm. you get one game and 20 minutes, you can still do well out of that. I'm still, still waiting bonus, to yeah. nail my triple captain. This just never happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping this season will be the one that will work. But um, the you know, but uh, one thing actually, it is Liverpool players probably of the big teams are are probably the most safe in terms of rotation. You mentioned the big three Liverpool lads there because they're going for the league so much. They're out of the two domestic cup competitions. So there probably will be a little bit less um, rotation than there would be if, if we were still involved in, in those competitions. But um, Dom J, Dominic, Dominic, um, what is it? Dominic 855. Well, a lot of numbers Dom J has. But um, Kylie, give this one to you. Hazard or Sterling for the next five. He has no Man City fixed or no Man City players at the moment. And he's a feeling that that will haunt him. So um, what's your thinking for a non-Man City owner? Would you go Hazard or Sterling? Um, well, I have Hazard at the moment, and I have been a big Sterling advocate. Um, I sold him for Pogba a couple of weeks back, and that worked out well for me. But if I could afford to get Sterling in, I I would want him back in. I just I feel like earlier in the season when no one was looking at him was when he really shone, and then everyone sold him because of questionable form, and also he was getting rested a bit too much for um, 11.3 million or whatever it was. Um, I think I like the, you know, look, if someone was to say to me, okay, Morata is going to play every game for the rest of the season, then I would say sell Hazard in a heartbeat because <laughs> you're not going to get any points and, uh, and, and bring in Sterling. There's definitely a risk given Hazard's high ownership with, with not owning him. And if it's an either or, it makes it a little bit difficult because Hazard is also a viable captaincy option 
again, yeah. is not playing. Um, I do like the idea of bringing Sterling in because, um, you know, and, and maybe that's a nostalgia thing because I have done well out of him this season um, and I want City attack, but I don't know that I'd be fully comfortable parting ways with Hazard just yet. But if you're yeah. trying to climb ranks, then, you know, um, maybe it's it's a viable tactic. So if you look, if you look, if you look, so Sterling, five games in the the last two, they've got Arsenal, and Chelsea. Now I'm not mistaken. I don't think I'm mistaken in saying he does. He he's one of those that doesn't deliver in the big games. So he's a you could call flat track. Bully. Yeah. I know he got an assist against Liverpool. Uh, and also out of the two, Hazard is definitely definitely more nailed on than Sterling. If you're worried about rotation, yeah. I agree with you. For it, it really is a contest. I don't have Hazard, and my plan is to bring him in. Uh, and I'm bringing Sana in for Sterling, uh, for City rather than Sterling, just because of the price. And I think the two are probably over time. I think Don mentioned it. I don't really like this value per per million, whatever. If I like a player, I'll pay whatever they cost. But you know, if I want one of them, I'll go for the one that I can afford. If he's a, if he's nearly as good. Um, and actually, and think... there's a a point there which is that um, you do have Sane as an option as an alternative to Sterling. There is no alternative to Hazard in that team um, you know mm. not really not an attacking not really. option so there's Kante of course really. but, um... yeah Kante <laughs> yeah. that's true um, yeah. um, Marzi FBL Argyle so I uh, was asking now similar and a quick quick answer on this one because a similar choice um, Ericsson or Sané after this game week so um, if you could go for one of those which one would you be going for <sighs> Or does it all depend on if you're already invested in... Yeah, it depends. Do you have Kane, you've got Sane. Or Aguero. Out of the two, two, I prefer Sane, personally. Mm. Uh, But, you know, again, it really depends on your team setup, what what other players you have from that team. But out of the two, I definitely prefer Sane. If you could afford Sane and Kane Kane versus uh, Ericsson and Aguero, which combo would you go for? Probably I, I would, right now, Sane Kane. Right now, Sane yeah, Kane. Yeah. But you know, there's some famous people in FBL said Aguero is the best striker in the in, in, in the game, and I don't disagree with well, that. Well, we can't disagree after the goal he scored against us anyway. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> perfect, perfect Aguero goal. But um, the, the FBL Thunder, um, Kylie, he was he's mentioning that he or she is mentioning, I currently have a Salah-less team. Um, who should I sacrifice for Mo? Um, he has Ali, Ericsson, Sterling, Hazard, or Pogba. So that is how, one how heck of Je- How do you not know Jeff? How do you not know Jeff? I do know. The, the, I just don't have the name written down here in this. Ah, uh, okay. No, I only have the uh, Thunder written I down. I was on like, when you said he, he or she, <laughs> I was like, is that not Jeff? <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. Ignore that. Sorry, Don. Jeff. Yeah. I, do, I don't have the. I only have the handle written on my fucking thing. God, <laughs> such a tough throw tonight. Uh, um, Ali, for me, straight up, no question. I'd be getting rid of Ali. Agree. Yeah, and it'd be interesting to see what other move you have to do to correspond with that one. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but yeah, Salah Salah would be nice to have in, all right. Uh, Phil Jaeger at Philip S Jaeger was saying, um, Marzi, give this one to you. Um, I own Son at 8.6. He has Hazard, Salah, Pogba, and Fraser. He's on a wild card. Do I move to Richardson now and save the free transfer for when Son gets back, or make some other move? So um, so what what's your thinking? Do you think is would you stake if you own Son? You don't own Son. I own Son. 
Oh, you do own Son, sorry. Um, yeah. So, would you, are you you're going to hold for the Man United match, you reckon? Or I'm holding for the Man United match, and then and then he's going, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Charleston, of course, a lot of people are selling, even though the fixtures he's coming over. They are, are, they are, which is crazy. They, 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 you know, they play, they play in. uh, Who they play? I know if you've uh, held him through this, they've got Bournemouth this week. Oh gosh, yeah, we just talked about Bournemouth and they're defending. Yeah. Geez, now I'm scared that I don't have Richarlison. Yeah. (laughs) I I think it's a good move. Listen, I mean, Son will play against United because Spurs would want their best team out, out, um, and they want to keep up with City and. And um, and Liverpool. Um, I mean, why not just why not hold and then well, have two it, free well, transfers? One, one thing is he's on no, he's on a wild card, so he's basically one oh, he's on wild card. Would he make yeah. the move now? I think he should make the move now. Yes, if, yes. I, if, if you're on a wild card, make the move. Yeah, yeah. Save yeah. save having to do it down the line. Yeah. Listen, I think Son and Richarlison this game week will probably uh, you know easily Richarlison could outdo Son. Uh, yeah. based on the things if, they play if, so, yeah. if you were betting on it which one you'd go for a Charleston probably over Son yeah. based on the fixture yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, Kylie Mahutsu Eno385 was asking which of Andrade or Felipe would you swap out for one of Ericsson or Ali so um, what's your thinking who's Andrade oh my god <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I thought when I saw the question. Like, I feel like I know this name, but he's obviously not uh, made much of an impression, which means he's probably the answer to the question. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, going in blind here, I'm going to say um, Andrade because I don't know who he is. So he's... Um, yeah. I was there going, is is uh, is he trying to pull the piss? Because like, is it Anderson or Felipe Anderson? Like, is it Felipe? No, or... like I I do I have heard the name, but obviously I've heard him. Uh, but he's an he's an old Portuguese fullback from what I remember. Mersey, you might remember. It's obviously not uh, not the, the right one. Then. <laughs> um, Anderson, look, um, they play West Ham play yeah, Arsenal. Uh, and Arsenal uh, Andrade Andrade is Richarlison right it's, his name is Andrade Richarlison that's it okay I'll, I'll oh read you through the question no <laughs> okay. leave it I think it's hilarious I think it's hilarious you should leave it you should leave it yeah it is actually but I think I think it is Andrade you're Richarlison you're right I think you're actually right why would you do that to me that was like that was like a trick question um, I have that same issue I have well assuming we're talking about Richarlison I have both Richarlison and Anderson um, and I would be getting rid of Anderson to be honest their fixtures are, are sort of turning a bit um, Anatovic is back now in that team and I think he is when he's not injured the main man in that team so we obviously saw Anderson. Anderson's done well throughout the season, but he really, really shone in um, Arnie's absence. So given the fact that Richarlison statistically has been looking really good, even though he hasn't been setting the world on fire in the last few weeks, um, but if you've held him through that and then now they have this lovely fixture run um, starting with Bournemouth, I would be keeping Richarlison and selling Anderson. Nice and one. I, thanks, thanks, Kylie. You got there. You got I there hope, eventually, I hope anyway. That is, in fact, who we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marzi Richard Nickfist 
was um, he was at Vinyl Ritchie was um, was asking about the Liverpool defence. He's doubled up on Robbo and TAA, and he sees a lot of people interested in that strategy. Um, could the injuries though diminish the appeal and chances of clean sheets? So um, Liverpool, of course, are having a bit of a defensive uh, injury crisis. But uh, yeah, I'm getting my boots ready. I'm getting my boots ready. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I think doubling up on Liverpool defence is a good good strategy. Um, I think they'll continue to stay tight, um, hopefully, anyway. So I, I think it's the, I would stick, definitely. Cool. Thanks, Emil. Um, and the uh, Kylie, the FBL King at uh, Fantasy King 2 said, he was asking, um, should we have faith in the Wolves' assets going into game week 22 as they can do the biz against quality teams we've seen previously? So uh, what's your thinking on Wolves' defensive assets in particular? And, of course, um, Jimenez up front, who, um, who I have on my own team. And I know a lot of people have been very impressed and very happy with him of late. But um, what's your thinking on the Wolves, Wolves players? Yeah, they're interesting because they do tend to lift their game when they're playing top six sides. We've seen that. They've obviously beat um, Tottenham and they drew with City earlier in the season. Um, and... You know, they still manage to sneak goals. So I I don't think that there's any reason why you can't play them. Obviously, it's tricky if your other players in your team have really strong fixtures. It can be difficult to make a case to play Doherty over someone who has a really nice fixture. Um, so I, I do get that. Um, but I don't think that there's any reason otherwise to be benching them because I think it could end up being a relatively tight game. Um, they'll be feeling a lot of confidence after beating Liverpool. So Jimenez is well capable. Look, Tottenham is still conceding goals as well. Um, you know, they're well capable of conceding goals. So he could sneak in with sneak in with one. I'd be focusing on the fixtures. And um, if there's room in there given that, then sure, why not? Doherty might get a goal. Look, if it's Bennett, I would not play him. I'll, I'll say that. But if it's if it's Doherty or Jimenez, then you know I'd I'd be open to a gamble there. Excellent, thanks, Kylie. Um, last last or uh, second to last actually question we have time for tonight. Right, it comes in from Samant H Nectar. So uh, Marzi, he doesn't want to disrupt his team by bringing in Salah. So as he would have to transfer out Robertson and Snodgrass plus a four-point hit. Instead, he's thinking of getting either Mane in for Hazard. What do you think? Uh, what do you think? Can Mane cover Hazard or cover Salah? Um, especially with that, of course, the discount in price that you do get there. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I like Mane. He can cover. It did for quite Salah. a while to me. As long as Kylie stays yeah. away from him, Samant, basically. Oh, but you I, just I was waiting for that one I'm to sorry, come in. But I, I would not be, I would not be getting rid of Hazard, personally. So, mm, for for Mane, no. yeah, yeah, no, I know. It's, I um, Being brutally Hazard. honest, I wouldn't. I I don't think that he's going to cover either Hazard or Salah on current form. Yep, good, good stuff. Thanks a million. I'm and, sorry, um, Manny. We're going to try to squeeze in a couple more questions here. FBL Banker was asking, he's um, any advice you would give a beginner in FBL? So uh, it's basically advice to take on board for the rest of the season to have a much better season next year. So, um, so Marzi, come to you quickly. What's, what's your what's your quick bit of advice that you'd give the banker? Enjoy the game. 
follow your gut. Um, also, the, 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 the simple decision is probably the best sometimes. It, it, the, the best players, they call it boring, but sometimes having the main players is the right way forward. Don't go too, many, too differential. That's my advice. Don't try to be too clever and, and also be patient as hell with FBL because um, rushing yep. things, rushing around the place, um, you'll you end up missing more. Yeah, don't going on to what Mars said there, don't overthink. So sometimes the first decision you make, it you make it for a reason and it seems right for a reason. So also just be careful of um, following what everyone else says. Sometimes um, it can be a little bit greedy. On decision, yeah, absolutely. Play yeah. your way and if it ain't broken, don't fix it. Yeah. And then the three amigos pod. <laughs> uh, Marzi, um, actually, quick quick one is um, because this one's relevant to you. The um, Tom from who got the assist was asking about when when the legend, the Oracle, is going to be coming on the show, and Kylie, when is your mom coming on the show? Right, put 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 this date in the diary. The Marzi is going to Palestine in Easter, and I will make it my mission to get my dad to record with me. Oh, when, brilliant! When I'm there, all right. God, and that, that podcast the will end. report. That'll be about a three-hour <laughs> <Yeah>. report. <laughs> um, we can get my mum on at the end of the season because she will be back in Ireland then. <laughs> yeah, she, Don, has said, Don, she has said she will come on. Yes, she did promise me. Don, do not reminisce too much with my dad about the sixties because we, you know, we do need to record <laughs> quickly. <laughs> yeah. Of course, uh, I should really bring on my family members, like my sons, who are better fantasy managers than um, than Mars is. But, uh, you should. But, yeah, yeah. Definitely bring them on. Uh, <laughs> this uh, anyway. Th- this segue is brought to you by uh, Mark Doney as uh, the last of our listener questions. He was basically asking about Captain Aubameyang, Kane, or Hazard. So uh, let's find out the, your answers in that one, Mark, um, in our game week plans and Barlow and Captain Picks section of the show. So I'm um, come to you first, Kylie. What's your plans, transfers, maybe your 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 um, dilemmas that you're facing coming into game week 22, and give me your Baldwin and your Barlow captain picks as well. Well, I have to be somewhat cagey because I happen to know my main rival in uh, my mini league listens to this, hmm. the sneaky so-and-so. Um, but without giving too much detail away, I have big plans to uh, – I, I, I'm planning to get rid of um, one of my midfielders and – upgrade there. My main challenge is I now have a lot of money, which is nice, but I also have to be careful how I spend it. So I don't have City, I don't have Liverpool, um, and how I prioritise this is a bit of a challenge. I have two free transfers, though, so um, I'm planning to shake things up a bit. Um, Whether that means bringing in the likes of Salah or, or going in Aguero or something, I haven't fully decided and I feel like I need a couple of days to kind of ferment on that. So that could have an impact on my captaincy, um, but on the basis of my team as it stands, for my safe, boring Barlow pick, uh, it would be Hazard, I think. Um, and this is on the basis that uh, Mr. Offside, uh, Morata, appears to have a niggle and Giroud was on the team sheet today. Lovely Giroud. Um, happy to see him there for reasons other than the obvious because 
I think Hazard becomes an attractive captaincy option if there is no Morata anywhere near him to fluff all of the chances. Um, <laughs> he did score against Newcastle earlier in the season. It was just the one, but even still. Um, yeah, so I think I don't think that, you know, he's setting the world alight as a captaincy option, but I think he's relatively safe with the primary alternative for me being um, Kane there. I think Aubameyang's the better shout, but he's not in my team. Um, as for my Baldwin pick, um, I should have captained Pogba when he played Bournemouth, but after a lot of back and forth, I basically bottled it and went with Kane that week, even though I knew that Wolves were, were pretty going to be pretty strong. So given that Richarlison's stats look really strong, um, even though he's been a bit meh lately, I still think the Bournemouth factor is important. So I'm I'm saying that my differential, my not differential, but my Baldwin captaincy pick would be Richarlison. Nice answers, Kylie. Yeah, I think it's a it's a tough it's a tough week this week for um yeah. with with um you know the Spurs Man United match and uh, and even you know the uh, Arsenal West Ham one is an interesting one because um I do West Ham defensively aren't great. They're hoping I think to have Balbuena back for um for this for this game week who will make a bit of a difference to them. But uh, yeah, it's it's a tough one. Marzi, um, tell me about your plans. Obviously, you won't tell me too much because you think that I'm keeping an eye on your team. Well, actually, but, uh, I, I was wondering when you're going to figure out that Carly was talking about you. But I know you're a bit slow. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, for me, um, yeah, yeah, I have two free transfers, and I I think I mentioned already that I'm thinking of getting Hazard in. Um, I, I don't know. I just fancy a, a five thirty player and watching Chelsea without any of their players when I had some uh, it's, it's a bit annoying which means that I have to probably lose Boomerang which is not great but he is in the early kickoff yes they're playing West Ham and they have some tough fixtures I think it's a strategy I've decided that I'm going to go with two up front a, a premium and a cheapo so one of them has to go it's just a decision that I made uh, really tough between them but I just prefer Kane so uh, if Hazard comes in it'll be between him and Salah for the for the um, Barlow and Baldwin, I agree with Kylie on her choice. I don't have Richarlison, so it'll probably be uh, Dinier, just for the same reasons <laughs> in that game. <laughs> yeah, and because yeah. um, you want to claim Dinier as your own now, so you'll be able to always point. Well, back. at least when I had him, well, at least I never benched him when I had him. Who would you bench in that situation? They all had amazing fixtures. My own transfer plans this week, as I mentioned earlier on, I've taken a minus four hit. Um, my transfers were actually, I brought, uh, got rid of Kane and brought in Rashford for him. And um, that is all to facilitate um, bringing in Mo back, Mo back into my team. So um, Mo Salah will be my captain in game week 22. And um, I brought in Ericsson then for Hazard. Ericsson is obviously an awful lot lower ownership and it's a risky one going from Hazard to him. But um, I really like the Spurs um, fixtures, really like Ericsson, and um, I wanted to have a piece of the Spurs pie, given that I was getting rid of Kane. So um, so that was my rationale behind that one. So it's basically Salah and Ericsson and Rashford for Kane, um, Shakiri and Hazard. So um, so I'm happy with my moves, but um, and Mo would be my uh, is my is my Barlow captain pick. If I was going Baldwin, it would be on Richarlison. Because um, as Kylie mentioned, stats 
Bournemouth defensively being pants. Um, it'll it'll be uh, he'd be an interesting shout for this game week. Um, folks, I think that's actually got all we got time for on the podcast tonight. Um, thank you, thank you guys for uh, another another great FBL chat. Mars, you can find at Mars zero five. Kylie, you can find at Kylie FBL, and myself, you can find at the Marble Curse. We hope you've enjoyed listening in. Check us out at threeamigosfbl.com, where you'll find our latest blog posts and links to our social channels. Please like, share, and rate the podcast as it makes us happy. Thanks as always for your support, and good luck in game week twenty two. Adios, amigos. Do we have any blog posts? Uh, well, I was just about to say we haven't written a blog post in we so long. We haven't written since the start of the season. Well, they, yeah. They, they, yeah. You know what? Uh, Kylie, start writing one tomorrow on the way to work. Okay. <laughs> one for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone. A brave amigo